Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. Real special show this morning. We are going to get an update on uh, River Rock Outfitter, our U.S. Chamber of Commerce top seven small business finalist, River Rock Outfitter. And we'll we'll, we'll just talk about uh, seasonal things, too, with uh, April Peterson and Keith Peterson in studio this morning. Good morning to both of you. Good Good morning, morning, Ted. Have you come down from what had to be just a really a cloud of, of, in, of over the past, especially the past week being in D.C. for a few days, but for the past, really the past last six weeks or so? No. No. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know how you come down from something like this. It's just, it was crazy. And we were already excited. I mean, if it was just me and Keith talking about it at the dinner table, it was something special. But then to go up to the U.S. chamber, I mean, Ted, the building is literally right across the street from the White House. Like, what? right across the street mm. from the White House. It's, it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. They treated us like rock stars. We met other incredible businesses. We It, it was just two days of, I'll never forget it. Yeah, and it, was, it wasn't even just meeting other incredible businesses who were in the competition. They just had so many business, uh, businesses and congressmen and representatives just all up there as a, as a part of this event. So we got to really do a lot of great networking and meet other businesses who could, who could provide us some information kind of regarding the direction we wanted to go. It was just mm. – it was a really good time, and it was also kind of just from a business standpoint a very beneficial event for us. Well, we thought about when I submitted the application and we kind of talked about ne- never first off never in a million years did I think our application would be pulled you I mean that, one of, you're one of 15,000 15,000 I mean it just never even crossed my mind but what I was hoping for was an opportunity to um, get some mentorship you know that's what you always hope for a business and that's the whole reason why all businesses should submit applications like this because it gets you in the door. Even if you aren't, don't place or you're not even in the top, it gets you invited to summits like we just went to where we could talk to people about, you know, it's all about scaling. We're about to hit our 10-year mark. You know, Keith and I over the last year have been, you know, what's next? What's next? What's next? You've seen us. We constantly evolve. And mm-hmm. as a small business owner, we, you know, we have to evolve. And so what's that next scaling move? And who do you talk to about that? You know, it's a lonely, small business ownership is lonely a lot of times because you don't know who to speak to and who has that experience. And getting to uh, mingle with other members of the U.S. Chamber and other small businesses across the country, manufacturers and wholesalers and, you know, people in government. And we learned a lot about AI and where that could take our business. And just the, it's so much over the last two days that we're trying to process and, and figure out how to use that information above and beyond being recognized in the way that we were. So it was just it, what it was just an incredible two days. I would think that we, you've given hope to, to any small business, and especially in downtown Fredericksburg, yeah. that if you can do it, we can do it. That's exactly right. I mean, you know, my biggest advice to small business owners always is that you've got 
everybody has a reason for why you started a business. You know, there's there's this meme that just makes me laugh every time I see it. It says small business owners are the only ones who will work 80 hours to not work 40 hours for someone else. And it's so true. And so everybody who starts a business has a story. What is that story? What was that dream? Why did you open your doors? And being able to put that on paper and then actually see everything you've accomplished. You know, I think we focus so much on the day-to-day, the numbers. How did we do today? What's our revenue numbers today? How does it look this week? What does it look like this month, this quarter? But if you kind of just stop for two seconds and get your story on paper, I think that you can see how much you've accomplished and it just makes you feel good. It's kind of like putting that gas in your tank, right? When you start to get a little bit tired or you're unsure if you're making a difference Mm. or if you're still following your dream or your path, getting it on paper and you actually see, wait a second, I have made a difference. Yeah, and it kind of it gives you a little bit more energy. It's kind of reinvigorating because you get, you take that time to take a step back and say, okay, why did we do this? You know, kind of what April was saying, you know, on the day-to-day stuff, you kind of get wrapped up in the minutia trying to figure out, okay, are we being successful? Are we bringing in the right product? Are we doing the right thing? So you really do kind of get focused at the micro level. And it's nice to take a step back and from a macro perspective say, hey, this is what we we, this is what our intentions were in starting this business. This is why we started this business and being able to kind of, you know, look back at the business holistically over the past couple of years and then, and then share that information. And it's really kind of special for me because I think, you know, Keith and I can look at each other and tell each other that we're doing a good job and motivate each other every day. You know, you can you can sit and you can motivate your team. We have amazing customers who, you know, give us great feedback and support and kind of lift us up. But to have like a, a national organization like the U.S. Chamber look through 15,000 applicants, it doesn't matter if I think we're worth it or not. They did. Out of 15,000, they could have chosen anybody. Right. You know, and in our region, from Maryland to Alabama, for them to say River Rock Outfitter was number one, for a group of people to look at these applications, never to, they've never met me. I couldn't talk them into it, Ted. And you know, I can talk people into things. <laughs> I've talk done me. it here. I've done it in my life. I mean, I'm really good when I'm talking to people. But I mean, just to look at it on paper and say, this business is number one. Gosh, I mean, like that's going to fuel my tank for years. And also, it was a pretty rigorous—not not a rigorous process. I mean, I guess you could consider a rigorous process. I mean, they really, you know, got into the details of the business. The amount of information that April had to put together and submit—it's kind mm. of when she mentions it's a kind of a validating process or a validating thing. The other piece of it is from kind of the metrics and numbers of it, having your data sent. And then and a kind of a third party saying, hey, you, got, you guys are doing well for a small business. I mean, that, that's kind of like, okay, great. You know, th- things are looking up kind of in all, in all areas and all, from all perspectives. Quick break. I want to talk more about this, and we're going to get into some other things, too, with uh, Keith and uh, April Peterson this morning from River Rock Outfitter, riverrockoutfitter.com. Their website, they're on uh, William Street in downtown Fredericksburg. More on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. April and Keith Peterson in studio this morning from uh, River Rock Outfitter. They were the a, a top seven finalists, the uh, U.S. Chamber of Commerce Best Small Business Award. 
even if when, when you were selected as, as as the top 70, I just thought it doesn't get any better to that than that. <laughs> and then I see the list in your top seven. And I just think for this region, and it just says so much. There's there, there's so much. You, you Keith, talked about just the things you gained from going up there. And I'm sure that you, you bring back things that will help your business and other businesses. Oh, without a doubt. You know, it's just, it, you know, once again, the idea, you know, the networking opportunities, even just seeing what the U.S., the National Chamber can provide. It's the nice thing is it kind of expands your reach. April talked a little bit about it earlier, but let's say we wanted to get interested in manufacturing, having our own River Rock product. Well, they already put us in contact with a company who does that. Hmm. And literally, you know, that was one of the things that we were kind of struggling with. We were talking about, okay, how do we grow? How do we expand? Where do we want to focus our efforts? I would reach back out to the National Chamber in a heartbeat because they were so open and so easy to work with. And they, they put us in contact with already multiple businesses who have already said, hey, let's go get dinner. We'll come down to Fredericksburg. We'll, we'll grab a cup of coffee and let's talk about you know how you want to expand your business, which was just, it was absolutely phenomenal. Well, and it's exactly what a chamber should be, right? The, the whole chamber's job is to lift up businesses mm -hmm. and the success of a chamber is that that fact and going up there and seeing the u.s chamber and meeting other you know other finalists their chambers flew in and getting to talk to their leaders and you know the um what was really kind of cool about it is i got to talk a ton about fredericksburg because it wasn't just it's about it's about River Rock won the award but the fact that we're in this community of fredericksburg everyone wanted to talk to me about what was it about Fredericksburg that mm -hmm. that makes you special. And so I got to talk a lot about our trails and our river access and how outdoor recreational economy has grown. And you know, you've heard, I've talked to you quite a bit about this, that I very much believe we have a great outdoor recreational economy. And so I got to share that with people across the country. And you know, the Chamber of Commerce uh, director from Alaska flew in to honor her business who was there. And she came up to me and said, do you have a few minutes to talk? And I said, absolutely. And she said she was having trouble connecting trails. You think of a place like Alaska, Alaska. right? Where you think outdoor recreation. And she said, no, we're really struggling. She goes, everything is sort of independent and we don't know how to pull it all together and tell a story. And it sounds like that's what Fredericksburg is doing. Wow. This is the Alaska uh, Chamber Director. So I got to talk to her a little bit about what we've done in Fredericksburg and how we tell our story and how we've made the outdoors really cool here. And so it's that those types of networking opportunities that I was really looking forward to. Those are the things. The award is fantastic and super special, but it was the networking that I think is going to stick with us for a long time. You get like a plaque or a cup or something. We did. Something oh, hang up. <laughs> they we did. treated us so well. Yeah, we got um, all sorts of things. We got big crystal trophy. We got certificates. We got a cash prize. We got, um, you know, uh, all sorts of things. They really did treat us like rock stars. It was super special. And especially such a small business like ours, you know. Some of these other businesses, the one that won Elderly Instruments out of Michigan, these guys, they started their business before Keith and I were even born. <laughs> They've got 25 employees who have been with them 
over 27 years. They've got 40 full-time employees. Talk about making an economic impact in your community mm. and us be sitting right next to them competing at what I think was the same level. Because I mean, in a lot of ways, you know, we employ seven employees. You know, when you look at it by the numbers, some, you're like, mm, you know, what's, what's going on here? When you look at the impact that I think River Rock has made in the outdoor space, people are paddling and using the river. People are utilizing the trails. People think of Fredericksburg as having outdoor things, right? They're big, you know, the biggest radio personality in our region is now a kayaker. (laughs) I had had lived in this area for 38 years and had never, ever done anything on the river. stepped in at anything <laughs> and you've got me kayaking now it's wild it's wild all of that's happening in Fredericksburg that's a big deal you you mentioned employees and you always you've always had and, and have always come back to just the the, the skill set that always your employees mm-hmm. have and in, in, in add to the business mm-hmm. and they all have different they have different uh, have different talents in, in different areas and that's another thing I know that as mm-hmm. you've gone through this process have, ta- have talked about this happened because of your employees. Ted, I swear you're like my Barbara Walters. Um, so I'm going to start crying thinking of my, my staff. But, you know, as Keith said, we had to write nine different essays for this award. Single spaced nine font, Ted. I mean, like serious essays. And the reason I could put those stories in place was because of people like Migana, you know, because of people like Jenna, because of people like Lawton, because of people like Travis, because of all these people we've hired over the years, you know, they talked. Yeah. They talked and said, (laughs) Keith's going to have to like speak. They talked and said such amazing, wonderful things about me in the, the female business you know, that I run, but think of some of the women that I've employed, Ted. Like, it's just incredible. You know, so instructors and trainers and educators and artists and just these amazing people. You know, look at my full-time, my very first full-time employee, Amanda, you know, my manager now. So much of the reason why I could apply for this was because I had time to do it. If it had been two, three, four years ago, I was working in the shop seven days a week. Hmm. Literally seven days a week I was in that shop. There wasn't time to do a lot of these extra things, you know? And so now that Amanda's here, I've got this time to actually, you know, apply for awards and apply for grants and tell our story and go out and do the things that I do well. So, I mean, River Rock is only River Rock because of the people that we've yeah it's it's really it truly is the river rock team if you look at you know how we operate now we've got you know amanda jennifer amy you know this great crew of individuals who have provided april the time the bandwidth to focus on growing the business so there's always that saying you know you you don't want to be the business you want to grow the business and and the current staff that we have and the staff that we've had in place that build the foundation have really enabled the company to grow simply because we have those trusted advocates of ours in the shop every single day and it's 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 made a huge difference and so it really is it's it was it was truly a team award well and i i think Early on, when we started doing shows 
and we, we've tried to do them kind of seasonally to talk about different seasons and what you can do outside and where you can go and, and, and that and that's when you started bringing in the miganas and the and, 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 and the Janas and the various employees in here and it's just always been just fascinating hearing their stories and talking and it just and I know just one-on-one when you go in and you're, you're looking at things in the store if, if you've got a question on things they they can tell you whether it's a rack you need for your car or you know mm-hmm. what what size life jacket you need any of that kind of thing well, it's wild because when we were talking to some of the leaders of the U.S. Chamber, you know, they're asking us, what do you need? What are your biggest problems? What are your biggest challenges? And, and one of the top three challenges of small businesses right now is staffing. Yep. And hmm. I could say with absolute, like, no reservation, it has never been our issue. It just hasn't. We have always found amazing people who wanted to work for us. And we're a small business. It's, they could go and find more pay someplace else. I mean, benefits, all of those things that you know were, were a challenge for us as we were growing, and yet they came and they chose to work for us. And I think that's, that's partly the outdoor industry. You know, we talk and do things that are fun. I think it, it's also, I give them opportunities for professional development and growth. And so many of them have gone off to do amazing things. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at them running their own businesses like Lawton, you know, Migana. I mean, they're just, they're incredible humans who have been such an important, special part of the River Rock story. And to think that you're not even 10 years old and you think about you, you think about COVID and mm. upturns in the economy and in moving your business. There, uh, lots happened in the in, in the last ten years, and you just think, just like like you like like Keith mentioned just a second ago, that you always you always knew you were you were on the right track. But boy, this this sure, this uh, this, this sure validates it, and uh, it just says a lot about this region too. And, and in fact, and you've always talked about. We're a downtown, we're a downtown Fredericksburg business. That's exactly what we are. I mean, I think, you know, there's, Keith and I had full careers prior to opening our store, which I think definitely helps. <laughs> we have a level of maturity and an ability to, to do some of the basic skills that maybe some small business owners don't have. But I don't know that we would have survived had we been in a strip mall somewhere. And when we first opened up River Rock, there were no spaces downtown. We were, I mean, we were literally signing leases on spaces in Central Park, and people don't know that. Um, and it was last minute somebody said, hey, there's this space on Sophia. Before you sign that contract, why don't you go and look? And I, and sometimes I look back and I'm like, would, what would we have been today hmm. if we had been in Central Park? I don't know. I don't know because our story is such a downtown story. Oh my goodness, yep. what is wrong with me? <laughs> I'm gonna cry again. Thank goodness this isn't on video. Um, our story is such a downtown story, right? All the stuff that we've we've been a part of and we've helped create, I think it's, we're as much a part of the downtown economy um, and vice versa. So again, while this is a staff story, it's a customer story. It's a downtown story. It's yeah, a downtown award. Before we even opened doors, April knew that she wanted to be a part of Main Street. You know, before we even before we even opened up with the idea of you know you're going to sink or swim together. And being a mm-hmm. part of a downtown community was very important to us. Like she said, we could have we could have opened up at a, a strip mall really anywhere. There's space available, but we we made the uh, conscientious decision to open up in downtown to be a part of the downtown community and april working with main street for 
Lord knows how many years, we, we definitely kind of put our money where our mouth is and decided to, to stay in downtown. I just think of all the Small Business Saturday interviews we did early. We, we, we do them every year. And you, you always have been, an, have, have been an advocate and a cheerleader for, for the downtown and for, for Small Business Saturday and, and for small businesses. We've grown with downtown. I think sometimes the businesses downtown, especially the ones who have been there for 10 years, I think they should take a look back too and remember where downtown was when we all started. Mm. I mean, we've come so far as a downtown and not because of one business, but because we all said we're going to work together. That wasn't always the case downtown. And you know, uh, we all said we can collaborate, we can celebrate each other's wins, we will lift people up when they're struggling. And we've all grown into what downtown is today, which I'm pretty proud of. I mean, I'm so proud to be a downtown business. Um, and all the small businesses in downtown should be proud. I remember talking to you. were one of the first people I talked to. I remember on that, that first Saturday of COVID, we, we stood, in, we, we stood in, in, and talked about things. And I didn't, at that point, understand what you understood and what, what you were concerned about. When you talked about, I'm committed to keeping my employees and mm -hmm. staying, oh, all these different things. And all of a sudden, it just became really clear to me that this was this this was more than a health thing. It was going to become an economic thing. Mm -hmm. And it, it was it was those kinds of things mm -hmm. that in, in, in the, the, the fact that you, you were able to. Uh, you were able to, to to thrive during COVID in such a tough time. And I think that's one of the reasons why we won. I mean, they kept citing our ability to pivot. And I, and I think, gosh, that's an overused word, but I'm not sure how else to explain what we were able to do. But, you know, being able to tell the story that at, at in equal measure, I was concerned for River Rock and I was concerned for downtown equally. You know, how in the world was I going to keep River Rock strong so that I could keep downtown strong? Yeah. And I very much felt that. I told you that, that, you know, my goal, I just happened to be the Main Street president during COVID. Um, but it, it, it wouldn't have mattered whether I was president or not. I saw it as a priority that even if River Rock were to survive it and downtown didn't, we would lose. Yeah. The only way we would win is if River Rock survived it and if downtown came out stronger. And I think River Rock and my team really took a leadership role in making sure that happened. And I think that was a big part of why we won um, in our region. Top seven best small business in the country, mm -hmm. in the United States, not just Virginia, not just the Southeast or the, you know, the mid-Atlantic. Just... I'm so proud of you guys. Thank you. Dad. Yeah, thanks, Dad. It's, it's just, it's, it's a, it's, it, is a, it is a great, great story. April Peterson, Keith Peterson here this morning. RiverRockOutfitter.com, the website. There's also the uh, also you can follow things on uh, on Facebook, and uh, more coming up. We'll continue this uh, conversation on uh, News Talk 12:30 WFPA. It is 8:30. From the Fredericksburg Dot Today Online News Studios, this is News Talk 12:30 WFBA Fredericksburg, a Centennial Broadcasting Station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. River Rock Outfitter, our uh, focus this morning with uh, April Peterson and uh, Keith Peterson. Again, I think I'll always say it, a top seven best small business award <laughs> 
finalist with the, with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Just a uh, just just a great great honor. Switching gears a little bit, we are as, as we we're into fall. I guess the the river is so low. The river is so low at, at just about all levels that, that you look at it. You got to hope that we get that we have some kind of precipitation this winter to try to bring things up it, I, all all along the watershed because it's a it's, it seems like it's a real problem yeah it's been wild i mean keith and i moved here in 2009 yeah. to virginia and uh so i mean so it feels like a long time but i heard from other people who have lived here for a while that basically this is like the drought of 2002 but worse and what everybody's saying is a big part of the problem is that it's sustained mm. low which it's been low before but to be sustained for this long of a period of time. I mean, there's sections of the river where you can walk between the Rappahannock and Rapidan and never touch water. That's crazy. Wow. And when you consider, you know, I don't know that people understand. We talk a lot about it from a recreation and safety standpoint. Just we haven't been able to get on it and have fun. You've had to go down the tidal section where it's a little bit deeper. But I think from a, um, you know, every single county that borders the Rappahannock that's 100% of its water source is the Rappahannock. We should all care. Yeah. Uh, everyone, whether you get on it or not, it doesn't matter. The fact is you're drinking from it. Our water is coming from it. So having you know instability in this way is a concern, especially as we continue to develop and yep. we continue to put strains on the river. So I'm really hoping you know that we have a wet winter. I'm hoping for snowfall and snow melt. And then we come in and have a wet spring. That way we see a better summer next year for sure. And I don't know what that outlook looks like but i do know that from a recreation standpoint it was really hard this summer we didn't run any trips up river i know that virginia outdoor center also struggled because the majority of their funds come from um tube rentals and they just weren't able to do that yep. because it wasn't safe so from you know an economy perspective for outfitters in our area it, it was difficult so hopefully next summer we come back and we've got water in that yeah, river. Yeah, and historically, and you know this, Ted, because you were out there. It's a great river to paddle, even though the oh, whitewater yeah. section, when we went out there and, and actually rafted part you of the Rappahannock. You can't do that now. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a great river for paddling. And, yeah, this whole summer season was just a complete wash just because of how low the how low the river and was. And even interestingly, like if you go to the reservoirs or, you know, Mott's Reservoir, you can see the line on the water, on, yeah. on the rocks yeah, where Mott's the water normally is, is. is way down. Like Mooney, you have to, you have to walk out now part of the way just to be able to to, to get a, a kayak in it's wild and and that's our backup you know those are our backup water sources and so water just this year it was just low it was really hot the water was warm and the water was just low um you know for fall though i think the story are the trails you know i kind of wondered because it's been so dry i kind of wondered what the leaves you know the leaves would look like this year would we actually have color or would the leaves just die off the trees i know um and we've had color we have which is amazing the trails are actually gorgeous right now we've had a really mild fall it's been beautiful so i think while we can't paddle necessarily unless you're out on the tidal section which is 
a, you know, we love the tidal section mm-hmm. of the river. It's a gorgeous section of river. But get out on the trails because, goodness, man, it's beautiful. The maples right now, bright orange and red. Uh, this is why you moved to Virginia. <laughs> Literally right yeah, now is why true. we live in Virginia. Oh, it is. I, I was over in Sperryville this weekend, and it's just, it is. The, the, the trees are, are really starting to turn. The, the Dahlgren Trail, it was on that a, a couple of weeks ago, and it really is is changing. Yep. And it, it, it really is. And like you say, though, this is this is the time of year that you can really hike. You really, really can. And I think, you know, we've got great trail systems here, which we talk a lot about. I mean, my favorite time of year, Mott's is right now because of how beautiful the trees are and the trails are just so well groomed and maintained. It's a beautiful time to be at Mott's. But all these race organiz- organizers are, are doing 5Ks right now. It's a great, that's mm-hmm. how you can get out on trail. Uh, you know, join one of the five Ks during the holidays. Um, so yeah, play in Shenandoah. What a great time to get up there and see the beautiful views. Remember the reasons why you're you're here in Virginia. You know, I know that it's so stressful thinking about. <laughs> Keith and I were just on 95, and we were laughing. It's been forever since I've been on 95 and driving up to DC on that highway. I was so happy when we came home back home to Fredericksburg. You know, it feels a little bit slower. But you go to places like Shenandoah or Mott's Reservoir and remember all the reasons why you live here. And this is a great time to go camping as well i mean it's, it's we, we see it all the time in the shop it's kind of like everybody builds up for camping in the spring time frame and they go camping with their families over the summer it's kind of always associated with kids being out of school but if you have the opportunity to go now this is actually the perfect time the fact that you're getting highs in the 70s lows in the 40s it's it's absolutely the best time to go camping you don't have as many bugs it's just perfect especially if you start going out west to to west virginia or shenandoah and, and try to do some camping out there you know really this is the best time of the year to do it. Well, and on the River Rock side of the business, you're the you're the you're the rock person. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and so there, I and I, and I know that uh, this this is a good time. I guess this is a good time to do that too. Well, and, and, and unfortunately, or fortunately, because of the dry weather, it, it makes it a lot better for climbing. Just because it, you know, if if you've got Interesting. a yeah, if you've got a dry outlook, you don't yeah. worry about the the rain affecting the rocks. If if the rocks are able to stay relatively dry, everyone's just going to have a much better time. And so, really, if you look at everything that happened really here, and then out in Shenandoah, and even into West Virginia, the fact that we had lower than normal rainfall, it actually ends up making a pretty good climbing environment. So yeah, this is this is also a great time of the year to do that as well, just because it's, once again, bugs and heat, you know, you, you don't have that right now. And with the drier conditions, it, it makes it for a really good rock climbing experience. When do you go, uh, when, when is it that you go shopping for and, and start buying items for, for mm-hmm. next year? Because I know you're always looking at, have you already done that? So in two weeks, we go to Kansas City to our buying show. Yeah, we buy a year in advance, which we've you know, talked about on our various podcasts. We, so we'll be buying for fall and winter next year. And that's always a fun time because we get to see what's new out there and the new things we get to bring in the shop. And this year it's been a lot of fun because we're we're starting to get that fall inventory that I bought a year ago now. And so I open up the boxes and it. luckily this year I did really good. I'm opening up the boxes. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's right. I totally forgot about that thing or this. And we're so excited about it. Sometimes I'll open up a box and I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? I'm sure, but, but you're doing that a year in advance. <laughs> yeah. Trying to figure out trends. And, and what people don't realize is we that stuff is bought. 
You know, it's not, I mean, it's, you know, we, we can't send it back. Yeah. So it's not like, hey, you know, Patagonia, we don't really like this. Can we send it back? <laughs> no. You know, we, we purchased it a year ago. It's staying in the shop. So, so it's always kind of a nerve wracking. It's sort of like Christmas because you're opening up these boxes of all this fun stuff, but then you're sort of nervous at the same time, like, oh gosh, did I make good choices? And when you think about, we buy across, you know, 60 plus brands. In that regard, we're the largest in downtown. There's nobody else that buys at the quantities and across the spectrum that yeah. we have to buy. And so at one buying show in four days, I'm buying camp stoves and tents and sleeping bags. I'm buying you know, fleeces and flannels and base layers. And I mean, literally everything in between. I'm, my brain is just going back and forth between gear, between clothes, between what are people going to want, between shoes, sizes, colors. Is it all going to look good together across 60 brands, right? So I'm sitting in like Cotopaxi and I'm, I'm looking at all the jackets and I'm like, wait a second, what did I order from Patagonia? Did I already get that? Or Outdoor Research or Toad Co. You know, and what do I need and what blend? It's just it's a it's just a wild time um and this time of year is always fun to see did i get it right so yeah we'll see i guess it's stressful though too because <laughs> you've got to balance so many things you you want to be on the cutting edge but you also want to make sure it's it sells yes and a lot of that is like balancing what we like as customers and users and what we think Fredericksburg actually needs. So we'll go and see the stuff, Keith and I, and we're like, oh my gosh, that technology is amazing, blah, blah, blah. And the pack is like, you know, $600. (laughs) Like, put that back. (laughs) Put that back. We think it's cool. Man, that would be amazing. But that's not what Fredericksburg needs. So there's a good, there's a big balancing act between you know, trying, uh, looking at what's cool and thinking about what our customers need. It's always, you know, and I go in thinking about it from a certain perspective. I'm not actually looking at the dollar amount. I'm looking at, based off of, you know, the year prior, how were we doing in, in all these various categories and, and where do I need to plus up? What do the colors look like? You know, are the color schemes going to go well with hmm. merchandising? Keith is thinking about it from a numbers perspective, like, what are you doing, lady? You know what I mean? Like, you can't spend that much at the Patagonia booth. You know what I mean? So it's like we both are coming at it from two different perspectives. But honestly, those two lanes, that is what makes River Rock work, is the fact that Keith and I both have very different brains um, when we go and we pick out gear. And I, and I think that that speaks to our success. And, so, the, other, and the other good piece of it is, too, is now we have 10 years of experience under our belt. So, yeah. you know, whenever we talk to, you know, other people, they say it's kind of a combination of an art and a science. And we've really kind of been able to figure out, okay, this type of product will sell, this type of product won't. You know, when we first opened our doors back in 2014, we were actually doing all the research in like outside magazine, backpacker, trying to find like, you know, hey, this jacket won gear of the year, this pack won gear of the year. We brought that stuff in and that was the first stuff that did not sell. You know, huh. basically, it, if it won an award, it was not going to sell well in our shop because we really just didn't have, you know, that 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 type of a customer. You know, we didn't have the customer who was looking to go trek across Antarctica. I mean, we wouldn't have brought that in anyway, but just as an example, if, if something, you know, it, people – 
people in Fredericksburg, we were really trying to, when April talked about pivot, it was trying to look more to that 101 adventure, you know, helping out the customer who either had gone backpacking back in the day, now they're an empty nester, or somebody who'd never done anything before. So you have to have that good balancing act between you know, cost and performance, you know, is somebody going to want to go buy a $600 jacket? No, but here's one for $200 that can basically do the exact same thing hmm. with just a few or less bells and whistles. And so that's kind of how we had to, you know, refocus our business and, and really support the community here. With the holidays coming up, should I be thinking about getting things if I know what I want? Make sure I get it. Make sure I get it, and not wait. And then maybe it's not. In, maybe you sold out. Yeah, and and things have really changed a lot, even since 2022. The supply chain is better. It's not perfect. Yeah, we are able to get stuff. We're getting most of our stuff. Um, I would say about 80 percent. Which in 2022 yeah. it was like half. We got half of what we ordered, and now we're about 80% of what we ordered. Okay. So we're going to be a lot healthier through the season, but I, I still think supply chain is a real issue. I think if you see it, get it, um, because I don't know that I can get it as we go later on in the season for sure. And that would be true wherever you're shopping, because you know we're all dealing with the same supply chain challenges and shipping challenges. You know, everybody knows shipping has gone up like crazy. Yeah. So I think that that is a big reason why you should shop local this year. Don't don't pay those shipping fees. Now companies are charging for you to return things. So it's not as easy to just get something on your doorstep in 24 hours and then you can return it for free. That yeah. that, that just doesn't exist anymore. So it's a, it's a big reason why you should just shop local where you can um, get exactly what you want when you want it and um, you know establish those relationships with business owners where you can make returns and switch things out. Riverrockoutfitter.com, the website. When we come back, we'll uh, talk about dressing for colder weather and what you should do. And uh, we'll maybe talk about cotton and how you shouldn't wear cotton. <laughs> <laughs> April Peterson and Keith Peterson here this morning from River Rock Outfitter. We'll uh, wrap this up when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. April Peterson and Keith Peterson here this morning from River Rock Outfitter on Williams Street in downtown Fredericksburg. RiverRockOutfitter.com, the website. There's also a Facebook page. That will uh, will keep you up to date uh, on everything. One other thing that we we should mention when we talk about just the store and uh, pivoting for in the in the economy is all the the store the the, the section of the store. And I didn't realize it till till your award the other night that the the the, the uh, when the the kind of the restore side of things mm-hmm. where people can bring things in and resell them. That's been a that's been a huge help. What to an, everybody. Oh, man, what an exciting thing in our store. You know, I had wanted to do consignment since the day we opened. So that wasn't unique to COVID. But once the pandemic happened and I could not get gear, I mean, that was such a scary feeling because most people, it was they couldn't open their doors. They couldn't find staff. They didn't have customers. For us, we had all of those things. But literally, I couldn't get anything, nothing. And so it was like, what am I going to sell to people? Hmm. And it was at that moment that I said, 
we have got this consignment plan that I've had on the back burner. We've got to move it up. We've got to make it happen. I need gear in the store. And luckily we had staff that could make that happen for me because we had some time. Um, and so we built this, this program, which we call Reboot, which is gear consignment. And if you take a look, I mean, at the time that we started it during COVID, there were a couple businesses doing it, um, but not any of the big guys. And now, if you take a look, REI is opening up brick and mortar consignment stores. I mean, it has exploded this like thrift gear sort of story. It's just exploded in the industry. We were really one of the first to do it. And here it's been huge for us. Second largest department in our store hmm. continues to grow. We've had to move it to a new location in the store so it could grow. And what's so exciting about it from a business, straight business perspective, it is no risk. I don't buy the gear until the gear has sold. That's when I pay the consigner. So I don't have to have this big capital up front to make it happen. But two, people who have this stuff just sitting in their closet, they don't want it anymore. Either they need to clear out their closet and or they want new gear. And that's been the exciting part is people are selling stuff in Reboot and they've got store credit of over $1,000 sitting yeah. in their account where they come in and they're like, I need a new pair of shoes. They get a pair of shoes and they literally just boom, walk out of the store because they got rid of stuff they weren't using. And now all of a sudden they can get the stuff that they want. I, we've got people who save up that store credit all year long. And then they give their, um, we have one customer who gives her kids $250 gift cards for each of the kids to just come in and buy whatever they want at River Rock, like a little, um, you know, kind of a fun day outing for them to just a shopping spree in the store. So, I mean, there have been so many, it, it's good. We say all the time, it's good for us. It's good for the consigner and it's great for the environment because the stuff is getting back out into the wild where it should be on trail, on the water, on the rocks. So it's, it's a story that I just love to talk about because it's been so successful for us. Or if I'm thinking of something, I can get it and get it. I can get it from the consignment shop. And if I like it, I may come in and buy it new later on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we do. And we take a look at all the gear. We go through a process of really ensuring everything works well. Everything is kind of up to our standards. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if you come in and you buy consigned gear from us, then it's good, high-quality stuff that has a much longer lifespan than you would see for some other type of products. And one little thing I'll tell you, a little secret just on your show, Ted. No, really, literally no one else knows this. All right. We put strategically items in Reboot – that are ours that we're testing. So if there's a new base layer that we want to test, if there's a jacket, if a brand gives us something for free and they're like, hey, test this out and see if you like it, we'll stick it in Reboot, right? At a really great price point and it's brand new. People don't know that it's from us. They'll get it, they'll use it and we get feedback which from it. Which you know, yeah. So, which is really cool for us to be able to test out those products to see if they move quick. If people want them, then that allows me to make the decision to buy it. But also you as a buyer, like coming in and just spending some time looking to see what's there, there is more than likely right now on the racks in every section from kids, all you know, men's and women's, new gear sitting out there. Uh, new gear that maybe other people haven't even seen, gear that hasn't even hit the market yet, that you could get at a great price point, but it also helps me sort of test it. That's cool. 
That's very cool. I'll be in this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Check, check things out. We need to get, we'll get together again, uh, either towards the end of the year or early next year and, and, and talk about dressing for winter and, and, and all that kind of things. But before we get out of here, I want to, I know the, to be the top seven best small business, you, you've, you've talked about it today, but I want to give you a chance just to, to thank the community because you've talked about downtown Fredericksburg and, and the people who shop and work for you, but I want to let you wrap up the show and just, thank your 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 customer base so basically and everyone. you're gonna give me one more chance to cry so what's really cool ted and this is the honest truth when you always want your community to support you and be behind you especially in a situation like this where um you know you're representing the, the your state and when we went up there the director of communications for the chamber of commerce came up to us and said i cannot believe you guys got such a big radio station to promote you and this award. And that felt really, really good that Keith and I were not up there by ourselves. That, oh my goodness, <laughs> that we had you, Ted, 20 years in business. I didn't even know that that was today. And this radio station behind us, promoting us, excited about what we were doing. Huge honor for us that the other, that the other six didn't have. They didn't have a radio station. They didn't them. have a Ted Schubel behind they them. They did not have a Ted Schubel <laughs> behind them. So um, I've thanked everybody else, but I want to make sure that I thank you and the radio station. Yep. Thank we've, you very much. We've had a ball and we'll continue. Riverrockoutfitter.com. Keith Peterson, April Peterson. Much more to come and much more to talk about. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the morning. Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck Program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.